Hey, welcome to the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Glad you found us for another season. Really hope you enjoyed the guests that we have today. Take a listen. Reach out if you want some more information. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the learn. Hopefully you get better from this. The Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast is a big fan of cookies. I'm excited to announce the podcast now has an official cookie sponsor, Texas Treaties. Texas Treaties is a Dallas-based custom cookie company that can design and decorate any shape and color combo you can think of. Not only do they look amazing, they taste great also. Texas Treaties is offering Dallas area listeners a special 10% off promo. Use the code podcast at checkout. Link to order will be in the show notes. If you are in the market for fine men's wear, i.e. suits, shirts, ties, etc., you need to check out Etiquette Dawn. I personally have several pieces from him, and every time I wear them, I feel confident, well-dressed, and I receive many compliments. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you look, looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out www.etiquettedawncustomapparel.com for more information. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and TikTok at Etiquette Dawn as well. All coaches have their go-to drink for waking up and getting their energy boosted. For me, that's coffee. I prefer black coffee, so that means buying high-quality beans so that I can grind and brew them at home and enjoy my cups of happiness. Viking Coffee is my go-to company for a monthly subscription of great variety of beans that produce excellent cups time after time. Podcast listeners, use the code COFFEEWITHNOONAN, all one word, for a 10% discount off. Check out www.vikingcoffeeco.com for more details and to order the official coffee of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Drink coffee, work hard. On today's episode, I am joined by the first-year head coach of Lubbock Coronado High School, DJ Mann. Coach Mann is in his 15th year of coaching. On February 2nd, 2021, Coach Mann was named the new head coach at Lubbock Coronado High School after spending the last four years at Cedar Hill High School, where he was the co-offensive coordinator. In this episode, we talk about becoming a head coach, how his experiences prepared him for the opportunity, what he looks forward to this year, and what it means to coach at his alma mater and hometown. Coach Mann is a great coach who cares about his players, coaches, and community, and I wish him and the Mustangs all the best this season and in the future. This is Coach Man's second episode on the podcast. If you want a more in-depth episode recap, check out his previous episode. Also, make sure to follow him on Twitter at the Man Junior and Coronado Football C Stangs Football. Enjoy today's episode. So, what is the what is something that you're excited about for this season? Um, you know, I'm excited about, of course, you know, being a head coach for the first time, man. Um, you know, being on that sideline, you know, being able to to lead my own program. But you know, one thing that's really exciting is is, is being able to coach, you know, back in Lubbock, Texas, and um, coaching the, the at the school that that I graduated from, you know, back in 2002. So, you know, that that alone is is, is very exciting. As a new head coach coming into your program, uh, how have you laid the foundation uh, to build 
the environment and the culture that you're wanting to establish? You know, when I, the, the first time I met with the kids, we, we started talking about our core values. You know, we, we came in and we started talking about if you do these things, uh, we'll be successful. And, you know, it, it didn't have anything to do with running, tackling, lifting weights, catching or throwing. You know, I said, if, you know, if you're disciplined, um, you know, we're going to be successful. We're, we're not going to get a ton of penalties. Um, if we're selfless, we're going to put the needs of the team ahead of our own. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to we'll, we'll be successful if we're tough, both mentally and physically. We're going to be hard to beat, you know, and, and with that toughness, that that makes us able to battle through adversity. You know, cause I tell those kids, you know, there's always something going on. Everything isn't going to be perfect. But if you're able to battle through that adversity, um, you know, you're, you'll, you'll have some success, not only on the field, but in life. And then the last, you know, of our core values was, is education. Um, I, I like to say education defeats poverty. And, and if we're able to take care of our education and we're making good grades, that means everybody's staying eligible. That means we're always at full strength. And you know, that means that you're going to set yourself up, you know, for a situation to be productive later on in life once football is done. So that, you know, that's one of the first things we did, man, was, was you know, to establish that culture is, is to talk about our core values. And our core, four core values is going to drive everything we do in our program. So you talk about meeting with them and um... – you know, establishing what those core values are and such. How did you create the buy-in for those core values along with, you know, the, the actual physical, whether it was on the field or in the weight room type type things with the players and the coaches that remained on staff? You know, it, it's consistently, it's constantly talking about the core values. You know, you can't just bring it up the first day and then, you know, never talk about it again, but it's, it's, I gave each player a sheet that had our core values on it. You know, I said, you know, take them to your parents, such your parents see your core values. When we have our parent meeting, we're going to talk about our core values. You know, I'll, I'll randomly call a kid up and say, give me two of our core values. You know, I'll randomly call a kid up and say, if you can tell me all these core values, you know, I'll get you something good. And if they can say them, I'll pull a $20 bill out of my pocket. So, you know, it, it, it's just some small things that, that let them know that, that it's important. And then we, we, we want our coaches to understand our core values. It's not if, if just the kids know it and the coaches don't know it, it it's, it's useless. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole program has to buy into our core values so we're all speaking the same language. So when we're in the weight room, we can talk about, hey, you're not, you're not getting low enough in your squat. That's not being disciplined. That's not doing things right. You know, you're not spotting your teammates right now. You're, you're over there jacking around. You're being selfish. Selfish. You know what I'm saying? So we try to tie those core values in to, to everything you're doing. In, in every aspect of football, you can tie, you know, at least three out of the four of our core values into them. Gotcha. So <clears throat> you mentioned already that this was the school that you graduated from. So obviously the decision to apply for the job was easy, right? Like this, yeah. is, this is your alma mater. How did you know though, that you were ready to take this leap of faith, not only to apply, but accept the opportunity? Well, Man, I've I've been blessed to be in some really good programs. 
You know, I've been I've been blessed to to coach it. Every program that I every and I've been at a lot of schools all over the state of Texas. But every school I was at, even if we weren't the most successful school, taught me a lot of things. You know, I I got to uh, I got to Wiley High School and I learned, you know, how to how the business side of things worked, how to operate. You know, um, I, I had to grow up. I got a chance to coach in the state championship at Wiley. You know, I was at Dallas Spruce and I learned how to work with difficult kids. You know, that that's in Pleasant Grove, Dallas, Texas. It's in the hood. You know, um, I got to Sulphur Springs and I learned how to, you know, what it was like coaching in a rural area with, with rural area kids. You know, it's out in the country. I learned, you know, I started developing a little bit more as a coach. I started getting more coaching responsibilities. And then I got to Crosby and, and I learned, you know, how to coordinate an offense how to coach other coaches, you know, and then I, I went to Ranch View and, and I learned how things worked on a, at a smaller level, you know, the 4A school. I learned, you know, how to, you know, from Coach Smith, he, he's the, one of the nicest human beings I've ever been around, you know, treating people right and, and, and always being happy and things like that. And then, man, I got to Cedar Hill and, and, my mind was blown working for Coach Land. I learned how to, you know, be organized and, and put things together. And, and that's where I really learned how to to run a program. But, you know, to be honest, man, I took the job, you know, you, you, you take a job and you think, yeah, I'm ready. But when you get the job, you realize quickly that there, there ain't no handbook for being a head coach, man. You, you ain't ready. You're truly not ready until – you get the job and you've been on the job for some time. Like I'm learning, we, I went to a coaches meeting with, uh, with the AD, with our ADs and, and the other head coaches, man. And we're talking about stuff and we got this checklist and I'm, I'm like, wow, there's so much stuff that I don't know. And there's nothing, there's really not a lot you can do to prepare you for it other than, you know, be on your head coach's hip in every single thing that he does. And, you know, nobody's going to be able to do that. No doubt, man. That's that's definitely important uh, and very good advice. Uh, you know, you're you're a seeker of knowledge, so <clears throat> I'm I'm assuming then you've asked a lot of questions, and you might have annoyed some people, but you're but you're going to continue to ask questions uh, so that you you no longer can say I don't know, uh, and that you can better. Uh, build those relationships with your staff and your players to give them the answers, particularly for the parents too, because uh, parents are always going to have a lot of questions about stuff, especially with a, with somebody new coming in. No doubt, man. And, you know, I've, there's, there's been some people like Coach Lynn, Coach Lynn, man, I lean on him for so much. And sometimes I feel bad about asking him for, things I'm like, Coach Lane, can can you help me with this? You know, how do I handle this? What what are you doing right now? You know, what what are you guys doing right now? And uh, you know, Jeff Reardon, I I'll you know I've texted him for some things. Um, there's a couple of coaches that are also first year head coaches. Um, Demarcus Harris, and at Mesquite High School, he was our defensive coordinator at, at Tier Hill, and Robert Boone, that's at uh, Carrollton Newman Smith, he was the offensive coordinator at McKinney. So we're we're all three pretty close, and we all kind of use each other for, for different things, you know, like, you know, how can I help you here? How can you help me here? And, uh, you know, we, we just, we stick together. And then, you know, I'm, 
I tell my coaching staff, man, it ain't going to be perfect. So I, I, I consult with them a lot on different things. Hey, guys, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about setting the practice schedule up like this. How do you how do you feel about it? You know, do you think this is going to work? You know, I'm not the head coach that just showed you guys just the coaches just show up and, you know, I got this whole plan laid out and it might not work. You know, I'm 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 talking to people that, you know, I got one. I have one coach on my staff that's been a college head coach. So I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to take advice from him and take advice from my other coaches just to make sure that, you know, it, it's it's a team thing. It's we're 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 real big on family. So I want to make sure everything is falling the right way and I'm not just, you know, throwing stuff down on paper that doesn't make sense. How did you speaking of your coaching staff, how did you evaluate the guys that were already there in terms of whether or not they would be a good fit? for that family that you're trying to create in relation to the, to the people that you were able to bring with you um, from okay. whether it was from Cedar Hill or your previous stops, something like that. So, you know, when I, when I got, when I took the job, I think, I believe there was probably nine guys on staff from the previous staff. And, uh, you know, my big thing was I, my first week I got there, I said I wasn't going to coach. I wasn't going to do anything. I just wanted to watch coaches. You know, I wasn't going to make any decisions. I just wanted to see how coaches coached. And from there, you know, I created this sheet and I, you know, I had all the coaches fill out this information. Uh, you know, what are some of your goals? Where do you want to be? You know, do you want to be here? You know, if not, that I'll help you get wherever you want to be. If you want to be here, let's make it a family. But my big thing is when I got here, I wanted to give everybody a fair shake. I came in with the mindset that everybody wanted to stay and, and we were going to find a way to make it work. We're going to find a way to, to include them into the family. Um, now, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, you can look at it both sides of the, of the ticket. You know, it's like six out of those nine guys ended up leaving. So on my varsity, my varsity staff, I only have three holdovers. You know, when it came to, you know, bringing guys in, you know, I couldn't, nobody came with me from Cedar Hill. You know, that, that's Cedar Hill to Lubbock's a long way. The, you know, the lifestyle is a little different, pays a little different. So I couldn't convince any, and they just, you know, played for a state championship and have the opportunity to do that again. So it was hard to get somebody to come with me. But you know, I like to call our staff a renegade staff. We got guys from, from all over the place, from all walks of life. Um, you know, my offensive coordinator came from Lindsay. My my defensive coordinator came from San Antonio. My O line coach come from ARP. My receiver coach come from Blooming Grove. Um, my assistant offensive line coach is from Leveland. So we got guys from from all points in the state that that bring different things to the table. And, and you know, and the key was just making sure can they. We I, I feel like I have the ability to to make not necessarily make people fit with each other, but, you know, the ability to get guys to bond with each other. And it just takes communication and, and hanging out and laughing and joking and understanding, and, you know, just getting to know each other because, you know, coaching, man, you spend a lot of time with each other. So, you know, if I felt like this guy wasn't fit with our staff, no matter, I don't care how good of a football coach he was, he could have been, you know, Nick Saban's assistant. If you don't fit in with, with our staff, and can get along with our staff, and it has nothing to do with X and O, you can't get down with us. So I wanted to get guys that I thought, would, you know, can interact with different types of people. That's a big thing with me. 
You know, I don't, I, I can't have a guy that's on staff that he only gets along with, with rich kids. You know, I can't have a guy on the staff that he can't deal with some rich kids, affluent kids, and he can only deal with this type of kids. I wanted a mixture of people that, that could flourish in any room. And, you know, I, I think, I think for the most part, we made that happen on the staff. How have you, you know, you, you got there in the spring, so you had some time uh, to get to know the school building. So how did you um, establish relationships with people in the school building, teachers, administrators, uh, you know, janitorial staff? Because they, they all play a, a role. Uh, how big, how small just really depends on the kid. Uh to create ultimate program success? Uh, donuts, man. <laughs> Shoot. I, you know, I go speak to those front office ladies every day, man. I go talk to the ladies in the back of the office every day. I'll, I'll make a trip every day to that office. Hey, how you doing? You know, speaking to people, speaking to people, and just trying to let them see my face, letting them know that I'm not the head coach that's just going to sit in the back of the office or come around when I need something. But, you know, every Friday, every other Friday or so, you know, you can catch me walking around with donuts. I would just walk, you know, the random teacher, would you like a donut? Would you like a donut? You know, I'm just, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Because, you know, we're, we're, you're going to need teachers. You're going to need teachers to help kids. You're going to need teachers to, you know, to help me. So, you know, I, I just thought it was very important to to get to know as many people as I can. And, and the cool thing about it is I know my way around the school. <laughs> I walked those halls 19 years ago. So I got a pretty decent idea of, of where everything is. And, and, you know, I can't, I'm not going to get lost in the school. You know, I know where the science classrooms are. I know where, where, the, where they put most of the social studies teachers. I know where the culinary and the art classrooms are. So it just, it was just, you know, trying to establish some type of relationship and everything's moving fast. And I, I, I probably could have done a better job of meeting people, but I wanted to let them know that, I mean, um, I don't want to feel like I'm above anybody in that building. You know, I want to feel like we're a team, not, oh, well, that's the head coach over there. He he only cares about football. And that's why, you know, I want I want people to know that our fourth core value is education. You know, um, one thing I did during testing, I went to the testing coordinator. Do you need any help? You need me to put a book up? You need me to check something in? You want me to pass out a calculator? Uh, you know, the, what, how can I help? You? And I think that that goes a long way towards uh, just letting them know that, man, Coach Man isn't just here to win games. He's here to to help, you know, Logan Coronado go to the next level academically and athletically. So, you know, for you, you're going back to a place that you're very, very familiar with and people in the community are familiar with you, but it was at a different point in your life obviously as a as a high school kid and now you're going back as a grown man you have your own family but you're also coming back as the head coach so how do you strengthen relationships in the community that you already had and how do you how have you developed new ones uh whether it's with businesses or, or whatnot uh not just in terms of sponsorship and fundraising but just in general community support because there's multiple schools in that area so you know you're kind of competing for attention 
yeah, well, you know, we we feel like we're the flagship school in not just Logan, but in West Texas. You know, I we got a lot of love for for West Logan, and you know, my my big thing when I got there was I wanted to bring the alumni back into the fold. So if those guys want to come hang out at the school, they want to come talk to kids. They they want me to come show them around. You know, where, where we used to be in the locker room and our own weight room and all that, I'm open door. You know, please come hang out. Please come check it out. You know, especially the class of 2001, 2002, 2003, 2000, some, you know, kind of some of those kids that I went to school with. You know, I wanted to open up the doors for them and, and, and let them know that, hey, you know, we're, we're a family. Ohana doesn't just, you know, mean the, the kids that are playing football, but it means that that whole west side of Lubbock, we're in this together. Um, just as far as, you know, reaching out and meeting new people, man, I have an, an, an awesome booster club. Um, my booster club president is, is the, the real deal. And, uh, he's introduced me to some, some really good people and you know, being from Lubbock, man, being at Lubbock Coronado, we, we have some people that are very successful on the business side, uh, in Lubbock. I mean, we got some people that, that own some companies. We got some people that, running some companies you know all kinds so you know just reaching out to them and 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 making it i don't want to i never want to come across as a user like man i'm only hitting you up because i know you you're a millionaire but you know hitting guys up to say hey man we 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 love your support but not only that come talk to the kids come show my kids that that somebody can make it out you know somebody can from from can, can walk the halls of love coordinator and can come and be a millionaire so, you know, that, that's, that, that's kind of what I'm doing, man. I'm just trying to reach out to different guys and meet different people and, and trying to have a packed stadium on Friday night. There you go. We've got just a few more questions for you. As a first-year head coach, what are some things that you have anticipated challenge-wise uh, as you've begun to establish your program and, and in preparation for fall camp you know the probably the hardest thing man has been hiring coaches you know and, and that's an issue that's happening all across the state um you know with people trying to trying to get coaches hired but i knew it would be a little tough being out in west texas but man it's real tough <laughs> right now you know I'm a, I'm a man down right now and and then just uh you know, it's it's the little things like the football part is easy. You know, putting together a football schedule, getting out on the grass, organizing that you go here, you go here. We're going to practice this time. We're going to practice that time. That part is easy. The part that, that gets interesting is like something as small as when are you going to hand out equipment? How are you going to hand out equipment? Once you get your equipment, you know, where are you going to put it? You know, where are you going to set up for your equipment? Just little things like that, man. Like. I'm driving to coaching school the other day, and I'm like, man, do I need to order some mouthpieces? <laughs> you know, it's the it's the thing that the the average person, the common people that show up on Friday nights, they don't see. You know, it's it's the 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 logistics of it. Of okay, we we play at we play in Amarillo at seven o'clock. What time are we leaving? You know, the, the things that you don't really think about when you're assistant because you show up and there's a list on your desk that says, okay, we're leaving at two o'clock. Now I'm in position to, I'm in position to make that decision as, uh, you know, what time are we going to leave? 
You know, what time are we going to eat? What time are we going to walk through? So, and those are also things that make this job fun, you know, because it's, it's a, it's a chess game. You know, ain't no checkers involved in being the head coach, man. Most stuff is a chess game. And, and, and it's, it's, uh, I like to equate it to doing a puzzle upside down. You know what I'm saying? Where you don't see the picture. You just see the brown part. You just see the cardboard. And you have to strategically match those puzzle pieces together, you know, but you really can't see the other side. You're having, as a first-year coach, you're doing it blind. Now, next year when I get to see that, I'll know what that picture looks like, you know, and it makes it a little easier to put those puzzle pieces together. But as a first-year coach, I feel like I'm doing that puzzle upside down. Gotcha. So let's flip it the other way. What it, what gives you the most confidence going into this season? I, I've had a chance to coach in the state championship twice. I've coached in the regional championship, uh, what I guess three times. Um, I, I have a pretty good idea of what it takes to get to that next level. I, I know what practice should looks like. I know what it should look like in the weight room. I know what, you know, what, what, what your players should look like. You know what I'm saying? I, I know how things should be organized. I have a pretty good idea of, of practice this time, do this, this time. So I, I feel pretty confident that, you know, I, I know what it takes to, and I've never done it as a head coach. I've always done it as an assistant, you know, been to the, to the state semis. I've been, I've coached the number one team in the state as an offensive coordinator. Uh, so I feel like I have a pretty good idea of, of what it takes to to help get a program to the next level, man. And and out here in West Texas, you know, the goal is always to beat teams in the Metroplex. Well, I've spent a lot of time in the Metroplex. I know what they look like. Some of the teams that we could potentially play, I've coached against them. I know the kids. I know the coaches. So it's not going to be a foreign thing to me if we look up and we're in the second or third round of the playoffs and we have to play Mansfield Summit. Well, hell, I've played against Mansfield Summit two or three times, you know. Or if we have to come back and play Red Oak again. My house that I'm sitting in right now is five minutes from Red Oak. I know I know what a lot of those kids, I know I know a lot of those coaches. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we progress and start getting towards in the playoffs and having to play some of these teams, I feel like I have a little bit of an advantage just because of the familiarity that I have with these programs. No doubt. All right, last question. What advice do you give a coach looking to move up and become a head coach? Man, you know, I, I had I talked to a young coach the other day, and something I always say is, uh, you know, find the hardest worker on the staff and outwork him. You know, be the hard. Sometimes, you know, I tell kids, be the hardest worker, outwork the hardest worker. Um, never get caught not doing anything when others are working. So if other, if I don't care if it's something as small as doing laundry clips, don't be sitting in the office doing nothing. Um, one thing I learned from, from coach Lynn is everything is an evaluation. He's always watching. He's always looking. He's always paying attention. Head coaches are always watching, always looking, always paying attention. And head coaches talk with other head coaches that talk with other ADs that talk to people that are in charge of hiring. And then uh, something that I told a couple of guys the other day as I was sitting up trying to put schedules together is, 
keep everything you can. When you go, if you work for a really good head coach, when you guys are in meetings, take notes, keep a journal. All right. Um, keep, keep your practice scripts, keep your kick the field scripts, keep your preseason schedule, keep your off season schedule, keep your weightlifting stuff. Because all that, if you work for somebody that's good, all that stuff is going to come in handy. And then you don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really hope you enjoyed today's guest. Don't forget to leave a like and a review. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix from. Ratings and reviews really help us reach more viewers. Peace out. Have a nice day. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah.